According to a recent Northwestern Mutual study, close to half of respondents, 41%, said the lack of retirement savings are responsible for their financial instability. Coming up, we dive into the particulars and offer tips to help you navigate the road to retirement with security and stability. Stay tuned. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Dules. This is Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton and uh, for Dules Financial Strategies in studio, we have Luke Van Abel, Andy Schooler this week on uh, Your Retirement. Remember, their number is 866-203-7486. Uh, that is how you reach them uh, for the best in fiduciary uh, consultation about your retirement. And uh, as you said, uh, Luke, the Northwestern Mutual 2023 Planning and uh, Progress uh, Study actually highlights Americans' attitudes about their finances and the current financial state of the economy, which isn't really good right now. So we're going to elaborate on that. So we're going to uh, dive in, as Luke said, to the biggest takeaways from this survey and also discuss what you can do to gain some peace of mind and uh, some financial security that you want and uh, deserve, really, uh, Luke, because uh, a lot of people aren't feeling too good about the economy right now. No, the study results showed that 67% of U.S. adults expect the economy will enter into recession later this year, 2023. Uh, That's almost two-thirds of Americans. And of this group of 67%, uh, three of four of them expect uh, the recession uh, to be on the horizon, have a high or moderate impact on both their immediate and long-term finances. So, um, you know, they're predicting, they're expecting, you know, some significant results here. Additionally, uh, 51% of those respondents cited inflation as sort of uh, the driver 26% cited potential recession emerged as the top financial concern this year. And a third of response um, said that one in four Americans at 24% uh, was the gas prices. So they were, they were focused more on the gas prices and thinking that that was going to play a pretty big role in the in the. Uh, upcoming potential recession. Yeah, it's very difficult because I think that uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of economic so-called experts are saying that we're going to have a uh, recession that uh, will make uh, 07 and 08 uh, look like a child's play, really. And that's kind of scary because uh, gas prices and inflation are certainly relatable issues, Andy. But does it surprise you how many folks really believe that we are headed for a recession? I, I guess they've got some educational uh, uh, background and they've been listening to the media here and uh, also feeling it in the pocketbook, I suppose. Well, my thought would be it's not actually the media that's doing any educating. I think people are smart. I think people look around and go, I'm paying more for my gas than I've ever paid. I'm paying more for my groceries than I've ever paid. I can't afford this. We're basically $5,000 in debt on average per year just from food, clothing, and shelter costs. People are putting more and more on credit cards. I mean, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist or a Mensa candidate to look around and go, hey, things aren't really working. This isn't going to be sustainable. And then you have the media that's just out there going, oh, it's all great. Nothing to see here. Don't worry. Don't worry. People are smart. I mean, they know this is this is a cycle. And unfortunately, the powers that are in 
or the, the people that are in power right now are certainly not doing their job to take care of the American people. They're more worried about other countries. And that makes me grumpy, to say the least. Oh, it really does. I mean, think about it. Uh, when you uh, cite some of these statistics that you'll need about uh, $1,200,000 uh, to retire, and that number continues to increase, and maybe you can uh, even a- elaborate on that now about the average, sure. you know, about the Americans save for retirement. Is it true that uh, the average uh, savings for retirement right now is a little over $89,000? That's what they say. I mean, from a from a standpoint, I look around Wisconsin. I look around at the people that we talk to. I think we are unique. I think that we do a better job than the average American. Now, is it sad? Yes. I think it's hard in other areas. I think the cost of living is exorbitant. I mean, the cost of living has gone up significantly here. And so when we take a look at the averages, right? The average American has saved $89,300 and yet we're projecting that they'll need somewhere around $1.25 million. Um, You know, somebody in their 50s expects to need a bit more. They're thinking somewhere around $1.5 million, but they on average have only saved $110,000. Uh, folks in their 60s think that they'll need somewhere around 968000 on average, but have only really saved 112. So, I mean, we could go on and on. The The reality of the situation is you have to really look at your retirement with a calculator. You have to look at what your, your particular family's needs are. How much does it cost for you? And this is where I come back to talking about a budget all the time. What does it take for you to sustain your lifestyle the way you want it? And you've got to plan on that prior to retiring so that you still have time. I mean, Luke, one of the biggest things that we hear at the classes that you and Sam do is, gosh, I wish I would have known this information 15 years ago. I wish I would have known this information 20 years ago. And that is just something if I can implore anybody who has not retired yet, um, Come in and talk to us. Like, let's sit down. Let's take a look at the at where you're at right now. You don't have to be ready for retirement at this moment, but you should be consulting with somebody to make sure that you're on the right path and make sure you have what you need because cost of living always goes up. It, I mean, let's just look at history. It's not hard. So if you can do your due diligence and have some delayed gratification so that you can make sure that you save enough money for your retirement. You may not need a million dollars. I don't know what your lifestyle looks like. So let's sit down. Let's take a look at that. Let's go through your numbers. Let's see where you're at. Let's put together a plan. Absolutely, Andy. And uh, really what scares me is this uh, statistic here also that uh, uh, financial uh, advisors boost confidence, which is true, which is what you do here at Dual uh, Financial Strategies and with the retirement lifestyle review that we're talking about. Yet only 37 percent of people on average in this country actually work uh, with a retirement planner and a fiduciary like yourselves. But another important takeaway from uh, the Northwestern Mutual study, Luke, was that Americans responded saying that financial advisors were the most trusted source of financial advice, uh, which included obviously listening to your wife or husband or maybe uh, family members or, uh, as uh, Andy said before, not listening to the media or business news, which is good, and friends and social media and all that stuff. So uh, it's good to see that you ended up first place as financial advisors in in terms of trust. It is. I mean... I mean, I would hope so, given the list of options there that, you know, the professional, the person that dedicates their life work to, you know, helping retirees, helping people in or near retirement would come out on top. Um, But yet I do I do think that 
you know, this idea creeps into the back of our mind of, well, so-and-so family member said I should do this. Or, you know, let's face it, social media drives a lot today. I mean, anybody and their brother can have an account and they can go off touting whatever they want to. Um, so there's a lot of information out there. Weeding through that becomes really important. Um, but at the end of the day, I think... Um, I think financial advisors have gained some respect and trust over years. Um, I don't know if, if maybe the the whole Elizabeth Warren, you know, fiduciary ruling, trying to get the industry to a fiduciary standard, even though that didn't really well, and it really wasn't a, Yeah, it wasn't really a fiduciary, a true fiduciary standard. It was a lip service. <laughs> well, right, but at least I <laughs> it think did it shine shed some light. It shed some light yeah. on the industry that I think was predominantly held with you know a bunch of salesmen trying to push their product and now people are starting to see okay there are real rule changes there are these you know the secure act is a great example we've had secure act 1.0 that has changed the landscape for all retirees now we've had secure act 2.0 will there be a 3.0 so this world is ever changing and so having a professional that's staying up on it, just like any other field, whether it's taxes, whether it's estate planning, you, you know, there should be value. There should be trust in them. Um, and of course, you know, you're probably not going to just interview one. You might want to interview a couple of them to see if, you know, what they're saying, first of all, makes sense. Um, and then, you know, continue that process to see if there's the right fit for you. Okay. Final takeaway now, and I'm going to go through some of these things. You give some great statistic, how important it is uh, to have folks uh, working with a financial professional like dual uh, financial strategies. And uh, uh, also uh, specifically with Luke and Andy and Sam, because you'll have more confidence because we ask certain questions. uh, If you've had a, uh, or will have a successful career, people who work with an advisor are much more, uh, happy with what their situation is uh, as opposed to individuals who do not work with an advisor it's 85 to 62 uh, andy in that case and i can go through another bunch of questions here but it is true uh, that when you work with a, a retirement advisor a true professional like yourselves you're going to be more successful and more confident about your retirement situation than if you don't work with one absolutely i mean i think in general people i think to go additionally on Luke's last point, um, I think there's more and more advisors that are talking about being a fiduciary. There's more and more information coming about for people to understand how important it is to work with somebody who actually has your best interest and has to legally. I mean, that's the difference between a suitability advisor. They work for a company. They don't work for you first. And so when you work with a fiduciary advisor, especially those who work specifically in um, retirement focus, it is so important that you are find someone, A, that you're comfortable with, and B, that you know and understand how they work and what their goal is, and, and they are willing to communicate with you at your level to make sure that you understand how this plan will work and make sure your spouse understands how this plan will work. I can't tell you how many times we have ladies that come in, particularly after they've lost their spouse and they said, you know, I was never really comfortable with the guy that my husband went with for financial advice. Um, So I'm out looking for my own. And you, you really have to be comfortable with whomever you're working with. That's Absolutely the number true. one. Absolutely true. And you're going to be comfortable, I'm sure. When you give them a try here at Dual Financial Strategies uh, with either Sam, Andy, or Luke. Uh, they run the gamut with uh, their experience of over 20 years of it uh, in uh, retirement planning. 
and you'll get that retirement lifestyle review. And the best news is it's going to be at no cost and no obligation when you sit down with them at either their Green Bay office or their Appleton office uh, by calling 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 because it's all about your retirement and they are fiduciaries. That means you come first uh, in uh, your planning for retirement in success. You'll feel comfortable. I'm sure you will. So give them a try right now uh, and give them a call. If you're looking uh, for a new advisor, perhaps, if that situation that Andy just talked about where you may not be comfortable with the advisor you're working with, why well, give Dual Financial Strategies a call at 866-203-7486. Well, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Scams targeting seniors aren't a new concept by any stretch. However, it's important to be cognizant of the latest scams and tools thieves are using to steal money earmarked for those golden years. When we come back, we bring you the latest news and how you can protect yourself and your family from losing money. Welcome back to your retirement for Dual Financial Strategies. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, sitting in studio with me are Andy Schooler and uh, Luke Van Abel as Sam Dual is on assignment this week. And uh, all I have to say is with the scammers, scram. In fact, uh, I'll tell you what we do in the Caton household, uh, Andy and Luke. Uh, we have a little message machine on our landline. And yes, I do still have a landline. <laughs> and here's how the message goes. You've reached the Catons. If you're a friend of ours, leave a message. If you're a telemarketer, buzz off. Quite simply. Now, I kept it clean. It was a, it was a little different, and my wife got mad at me <laughs> for saying something different uh, in a previous uh, uh, message machine, uh, answering machine message that I had. But uh, let's talk about this now, because the FBI is involved here. They've been investigating the uh, phantom hacker uh, whose M.O. is um, really three-phased uh, to scam senior citizens out of massive amounts of money. And what I'm talking about here is something that happened in Houston, uh, and uh, KPRC, the local NBC affiliate in Houston, sent uh, one of their correspondents, Demon Clark, to speak with a victim of this scam. It was an 82-year-old man named Richard Hall, and it was a devastating experience that he imparted. He got a phone call from someone pretending to be a federal agent working to protect his money from hackers that had infiltrated his accounts. He said, I want to help you get those out of there. We want to see if we can track them and get rid of them and try to see if we can arrest any of them. It sounded like an official thing. Hall says he became convinced the man was legit. The way he talked, he was really slick. Over the next few months, Hall says he sent the man multiple wire transfers, thinking the money was being safeguarded. So he went into two bank accounts and then to my IRA. All in all, Hall says he lost $238,000, his entire life savings. And he's just wiped me out. All right, so he was scammed again, Luke, out of his entire retirement. $238,000 following that elaborate scam that targeted retirees, and it began in March of this year. And what followed was a series of unfortunate and devastating events that led to the FBI's involvement to uh, spread awareness. That's incredible. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, somebody being scammed out of that kind of money in your experience, either uh, uh, Luke or Andy. But Luke, I just shake my head. Yeah, we have we have heard about that. And we may talk more about that a little later in the segment. Um, 
because it's happening all around us. I mean, we we're hearing more and more stories. I mean, not everybody, but we're hearing more and more stories of people. We've saved a couple of clients that were almost getting hacked by somebody who was almost like the exact same scenario as this gentleman here, um, down in what Texas that they talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. So, um, you have to be vigilant. You have to be aware it don't be afraid. I mean, if a, first of all, if a scammer says, don't tell anybody, Tell as many people as you know to at least bounce the idea off of them because that's a lot of times how they're getting you trapped in is, well, you can't tell anybody about this. So you feel like they're looking out for your best interest, but they're absolutely not. Yeah, that's incredible because, I mean, you think about, uh, well, when you give advice to people like, uh, to not be scammed, the first thing is you got to know uh, that if this is an IRS uh, type scam. They don't call you. They don't call. Right? They mean, send. They send nice letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well written, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I want to ask you, Andy. Then, how often do you find uh, folks uh, finding themselves exposed to that scammer? You know, you just told a couple of stories about it, but is this uh, you feel very prevalent across our country? I think it's getting more and more prevalent across our country. I think as people are aging, they become. Um, more easily swayable, I believe, with the amount of technology and the way in which hackers are going about their nefarious acts. Um, I mean, honestly, could you just put your your technological skills to something good? Like the world <laughs> would be a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, but but looking at it, even you know, I get calls from my mom. Oh, there's you know money waiting. In whatever account. No, there's not, Mom. You know, there's just not. And yeah. we've had, like I said, we've had a couple of clients that have called us. And, I, you know, I'm I'm fearful. I got to take my money out. Hold on. Time out. Let's talk about what's going on. Why do you need to do this? Where is this going? Because she had someone that was saying they were from her bank. I mean, I get text messages all the time. Oh, your B of A account, your whatever account. It's like, well, I don't have a B of A account. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're just fishing out there constantly. And they're finding lots and lots of ways that they can fish. Um, for your information. And because of technology today, our information is out there. I mean, look at all of the notifications that you get from your credit bureaus stating this company's been compromised, this information has been hacked, your information's been, you know, hacked potentially on the, the dark web, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's very intimidating for people who are aging to keep up with all of the technology, keep up with all these different nefarious ways that scammers are looking at trying to gain access to your money and they will say anything. You mm-hmm. mean you don't and, have a uh, bank account in Nigeria? I, I, do, yeah, I thought yeah. I did until I found out I didn't. Well, anyway, yeah, it's, it's, and people really shouldn't feel embarrassed or ashamed about it, uh, but I no. guess that, uh, uh, it's a fairly common response. Uh, folks really, you know, like you said, you had to cajole your mother to, to talk about it here. There's a lot of people don't come forward a little sooner with the authorities. So how do you uh, kind of prevent uh, uh, them from shying out and, and communicating that if they're getting hacked or, or scammed? Yeah, first, Chuck, I think it's important to note, like, this is happening all around us. I mean, the FBI put out information that said between January and June of this year, 19,000 complaints related to tech scams were submitted to the FBI, and they estimated that victims lost over a half a billion dollars, so five over $500 million. Um, and they're targeting people over 60. Most of those victims were over 60 years old with, with most of the assets. I mean, that's where most of the assets were coming from. So 
you should be talking to somebody if you work with a financial advisor and you're getting a call if you're getting first of all you know most times they're not reaching out over the phone so that should be red flag number one um if you do feel like it's it's convincing don't do anything immediately talk to somebody else anybody a loved one a financial advisor if you work with them say does this sound legitimate in most cases right away a financial advisor is going to go uh no like there's red flags all All over over. that um so don't be afraid to talk to somebody else get other people involved all right we're going to uh give our listeners uh at least three possible scams here the three phased approach to an uh, incredibly elaborate uh scheme but we want to help people uh that's the goal of this program so we want to lay the groundwork in an effort to assist retirees who are listening to us and their families here at Dual Financial Strategies, 866-203-7486. Three types of scams to look out for. So, Andy, let's talk about the tech support representative that may call you, right? <laughs> oh, they'll they'll call, they'll text, they'll email. They make it all sound legit. And let me tell you, emails are some of the hardest ones to decipher because it looks incredibly legit. Even if you look at the address line, like that's your first thing. If it says something like generic customer service and you click on the little arrow that allows you to see the actual email address, that can give you some information. But more than that, they'll use a slightly different font for one letter and that will change something. And that's, you know, how this is a scam, but it looks, everything else looks legit. So you have to be really careful because they do pretend to be customer support for these companies and they will contact you via phone, email, text, pop-up windows on your personal computer, whatever, but they're, you know, running a scan, a scanning a virus, you know, due to a breach or a hacking or something, which yeah, it's totally legit. There's all kinds of scams going on. Then they'll ask to you to confirm your information. Anytime someone calls you is reaching out to you to ask you for your personal information. That is a huge red flag. Never divulge that information because those companies already have it if it's legit. Yeah. So anybody who's asking you to confirm your personal social security number, financial account, account numbers, et cetera, et cetera, they should not be doing that. They, that's your scam. That's your red flag. All right. So, again, as Andy said it before, Luke, when he uh, talked about the Bank of America thing, um, financial institutions, uh, somebody may call and say they're from such and such financial institution and uh, they're looking to sell you something or they're looking for your information. Uh, right. That's another one that we have to alert people of. Right, because we know that the money has to sit at an institution. It has to sit at a custodian. So that seems legitimate if they want to, you know, fake becoming an institution. Um, But keep in mind here, scammers are going to um, lure you most likely to send that money via a wire transfer. Um, In our world, doing what we do, helping retirees for over 20 years, we don't send money via wire transfer for just about anything. So that's another cue that this could be a red flag if they're having you send it via cryptocurrency, wire transfer, gift anything. cards, gift cards. Yeah. That is not normal. Mm-hmm. So okay, keep that in mind. And the final one, uh, Andy, very quickly is uh, when somebody poses as a U.S. government representative. We gave the IRS example, for example, where somebody could call from the Social Security Administration and say, "Hey, you're going to get another thousand dollars this month." 
Yeah, it's, just tell us your social security number. Just we'll confirm, it yeah, just confirm this information. So, I, I mean, anybody claiming that they're from the Federal Reserve, the IRS, a U.S. government agency, whatever, um, they do not call you. They social send social security either. Yeah, they, won't they call you. No, they they will not call you. They send out certified documentation. It all has to be tracked. Um, they'll bolster the claim that their you know money needs to be transferred. That you're in danger. You're going to lose it. You got to you know buy this something or do this or transfer this or wire this money immediately before you lose it because of some hacker. No, they do not do that. They do not contact you via telephone. All right. So since we've uh, settled that, we all know that uh, dual financial strategies can help you to and uh, fro when it comes to uh, settling with the potential scammers and straightening everything out with you with a retirement lifestyle review. So don't pick up that phone and answer it with a scammer. Pick up the phone and call them at 866-203-7486, and you will get a no-cost, no-obligation assessment of your retirement. Make that appointment. Again, it's uh, it's at no cost, no obligation, complimentary, and they'll give you that retirement lifestyle review, and you may even come away with the bonus of Sam's second printing of his book, Purpose Determines Placement, and they'll explain all about that as well when you deal uh, with dual financial strategies. Now, they've got two offices in the Fox Valley, one in Green Bay, one in Appleton, because it's all about your retirement, and they want to help you. They're fiduciaries, and that means you come first when they deal with you uh, discussing your retirement. So give dual financial strategies a call right now. Don't procrastinate. It's 866 203 Seven four eight six. That's eight six six two zero three seventy four eighty six. What's coming up in the next segment? Here's we have to take a break. Coming up, we'll outline some surefire techniques to help make sure your retirement savings will be able to get you all the way through your retirement, from longevity to asset allocation. We'll dig into this right after this. This is your retirement uh, segment number three coming up here. Thanks for listening to us. Chuck Caton here along with Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies. Way over 22, 23 years of experience helping uh, people just like you in the Fox Valley. 866-203-7486 is their number to get that no cost, no obligation appointment to discuss your retirement Uh, Because it's all about you. It's all about a custom retirement plan for you because it's your retirement and your retirement lifestyle review. So now we're going to go through uh, various and sundry ways to remind you how to save for retirement and do a good job at it and things that we uh, need to uh, really discuss uh, when it comes to the different aspects of saving for retirement because the saving is something everybody should be doing because you probably don't want to work forever that's for sure maybe you'll want to pick up a part-time job in retirement but the good news is there are some uh, proven practices that can help you save even more for retirement and we're going to start luke with the uh, the recognition that you want to live a long and healthy life so you got to prepare for it remember we're, we're living longer there's statistics to prove it There are. Um, And if you're thinking in the back of your mind, well, I'm not going to live that long. Mom or dad didn't or grandma and grandpa didn't. Just remember, do you live the same lifestyle they did? How does your life look different than maybe theirs did? And people are living longer. If you look around you, most people know people living in their 90s, living into their 80s. 
our lifespans are just getting longer. Census data is showing this. Um, we see this all around us, but make sure um, that you have a realistic plan for your money to support a longer lifestyle. It wasn't too many years ago, and the number one concern that people had when they would come into the office was, Luke, Andy, Sam, I don't want to outlive my money. Do I have enough? I want to make sure that I have enough. Retiring is the easy part, right? Flipping the switch, quitting work is the easy part. Ensuring you can stay retired and not run out of money, that can be the challenge. Absolutely. You know that in, you talk about lifestyle uh, changes over the years, Luke. Do you realize about 80 years ago, cigarette companies, and this was radio only, there was no television back in the 30s and 40s, uh, doctors actually endorsed smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, Chesterfield. Uh, it makes you, it makes you question yeah. the, some of the things that well, doctors even recommend today. Right. Because it's like sometimes yeah. you just don't know. We don't know the impact Absolutely. of the things they're recommending until 10, 20, 30, 40, More. 80 years down the road. Now, I think there's a lot of stuff that has come out now. I mean, even looking at like the American Diabetes Association website. Yeah. That food plan that they have on there is a surefire way to keep you diabetic. Like, right. it is so not good for you. It's so upside down and it's backwards. It's so upside down. It's amazing to me. It's like, good Lord. We, you know, Luke and I were just actually talking about my grandfather, who was a type 2 diabetic, two shot a day, insulin dependent. And they were like, oh, yeah, you should eat margarine. You should eat all these seed oils. You should eat all this crap. And it's Orange like. juice, carbohydrates. Yeah, carbohydrates. I mean, it's like the food pyramid is the devil. Yeah. Um, and ever since then, we've had more health challenges across this nation. It's incredible. Well, here's another thing you got to do. Now, we're talking about saving for retirement and uh, having a savings safety net. What's that all about? Well, I mean, sometimes the stock market obviously won't perform. You know, how many of us have seen that in our lifetime a number of times? And so consequently, you have yourself finding or, or needing an income stream that you can't outlive no matter what happens with the market. And so this is where we have to put money in different asset allocations. Like we really have to look at this true diversification is not just a bunch of mutual funds. It is truly using different asset classes to make sure that you do have a safety net, to make sure that you do have the income that you need, to make sure that you're going to be able to keep up with inflation because God knows it's going up. Um, and they're certainly not saying the right numbers on the news. I can tell you that. So from that standpoint, you have absolutely got to find somebody to work with that knows and understands retirements in and outs because there is lots of gotchas. There's far more gotchas in retirement than there ever was when you were you know, growing and accumulating your money. Um, yes, you only have a few choices as you're growing and accumulating your money with the stock market via 401ks or whatever. But um, when you go into retirement, now we really have to look at turning your money, your bucket of money into an income stream for you if you have an income gap. So that takes preparation and thought and making sure that you don't find yourself in unnecessary tax brackets, making sure that you have what you need to get you um, health insurance if you are not yet at 65. Um, the, the list goes on and on and on. Come see us. Let's sit down. Let's chat about this. Let's figure out a plan and a strategy for you to make sure that you do not run out of money and that you have what you need through your retirement years. Luke, a lot of people understand inflation, but they may not understand diversification and how important that is uh, with a retirement plan. Yeah, chances are good that you've built you know retirement accounts by investing your money. And that's a good thing. But um, now, um, as you get closer to retirement, the, f the focus is different now, folks. I mean, 
the tools you used before during that growth and accumulation phase of your life are likely not going to be the tools that you want to use when you're focusing on income, preservation, having that money last now that you're voluntarily unemployed. So you need to explore different asset classes. You need to explore these other tools that may not be available to you in your 401k that may not, you may not be aware that they're available in your IRA either. So talk to somebody about what other diversification tools exist for you. And what about this, Andy, maintaining the right asset allocation? People sometimes don't understand what that means. Well, I mean, as I was saying a little bit before, it's not just that you have to use this diversity of mutual funds. It is that you actually have to use different asset classes, different types of investments. It's also essential to have the right mix of investments for your risk tolerance. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Go to our website, dualstrategies.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there is a little um, hyperlink that you can go to says, what's my risk number? That is a fantastic place to start to make sure that you know what your risk number is between 1 and 99. And the beauty of that is that when you come in and see us, we can sit down and compare all of the accounts that you have currently. And and they all are, these accounts have, or mutual funds have been put into um, Riskalyze, which is that platform that I was just talking about. And we can find out if you're a 54 or a 27 or an 83 and make sure that your accounts are actually in line with your risk number. Because we find that so often where people will come to us and say, oh, I'm a... 37, but their accounts are positioned as a 74. And that's much, much greater as far as risk is concerned. So we have to make sure that you are actually in line with your accounts. They're doing what you want them to do for you based on who you are, not what your advisor thinks is good for you, what you actually are comfortable with in your environment. Saving for retirement. That's what we're talking about this segment here, Dual Financial Strategies with uh, Luke Van Abel and uh, Andy Schooler. And of course, uh, trimming your monthly budget. Uh, That's something you, you can prepare. That's saving in itself, right, Luke? It is. I mean, as you get closer to retirement, paying down those debts, um, finding ways to maybe cut back a little bit. We find that most people going into retirement don't want to trim back the budget too much. They kind of want to maintain maybe the lifestyle that they had while they were working. Um, but there are some things that you can do um, and you might have, you know, costs go down because you're not driving as much, but we might have some other costs go up. So we need to account for those. We need to look at what have we been spending Are there areas we can cut back? Maybe there's not. And then we talk about, is that going to be feasible for your retirement, given the income streams, given the assets you have and the outlook going forward? Andy, what about the uh, viability of making use of a uh, health savings account? Oh, those are fantastic tools. So if you have a high deductible health insurance plan, um, starting an HSA can be a really phenomenal tool because you can put money in there just like a Roth IRA. It's pre-tax as long as you use that money for medical expenses. I was actually just talking to a woman the other day who said, oh my gosh, my husband just always forgets to use his HSA card. I mean, you have a debit card or a checkbook that goes with that account. So it's it's easy when you go to a medical place, whether it be a doctor's or office or you know Walgreens, whatever, pick up a prescription, you can use that HSA. Or you can stash that money for as long as you want, basically, and use it later on. I mean, the, the expenses, the out-of-pocket expenses on average... Um, I don't remember what study it was, but are, are somewhere around two hundred fifty to $300,000 is what you'll spend ancillary on 
medical costs. So this would be a perfect place to save money tax-free uh, so that you can have money later on for those ancillary expenses or for any expenses regarding medical. So if you are doing something, co-pays, um, medically necessary prescriptions, whatever, if it is medically necessary, then you can use that account for it. All right, saving for retirement. One of the best ways, again, Luke, is to maybe pay off your mortgage depending on your interest rate, but certainly any other debts like the credit card. Yeah, consumer debts, those have just got to, we've got to get those under control and paid off um, as quickly as possible while you still have uh, that earned income from the job, from the business. That needs to be the priority going into retirement because if you can't get it paid off while you're working, it's going to be that much harder later on and that interest rate is just going to keep rolling and slapping you back. So make a focus to pay off those debts. And finally, Andy, consider investing in an annuity. You just touched on it before, uh, pension income, guaranteed income in retirement. Correct. So this can be a huge tool. Now, a lot of people have um, confusion about different types of annuities, and there are plenty of annuities out there. So just a basic overview, there are fixed annuities, there is immediate annuities, fixed indexed annuities, variable annuities. They all function a little bit differently, but the variable is the one that that we could use if we wanted. We just haven't seen it actually be in the best interest of our clients. So we personally don't use them. They're usually pretty high in their costs. Um, you take all the risk of the stock market because the sub accounts are generally uh, mutual funds. And so if it goes up, it goes up. If it goes down, it goes down. And so you just have to be really careful. But but using a good fixed indexed annuity or structuring it for income specifically, remember in the old days, this was a pension. Pensions were your company going out and buying an immediate annuity for you at your retirement date. So remember, pensions are effectively annuities and they are all about income and not outliving your income. Absolutely true. And if you want to know more about that and other things, other ways to save money and be in retirement and get that uh, no cost, no obligation consultation uh, with dual financial strategies with Sam, Andy, or Luke, it's a very easy. Pick up the phone right now and make the unappointment at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And get that retirement lifestyle review scheduled. Uh, no cost, no obligation. A complimentary assessment of your retirement. 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a great show, but we've got one more segment. It's time once again for us to answer your questions. That and more when we come right back. back here on your retirement that's what it's all about uh, from uh, fox valley's dual financial strategies and remember they've got offices in green bay and appleton and if you're listening to us anywhere in the fox valley we appreciate it each and every week and remember that at dual financial strategies they've got over a score of years of experience in helping people just like you they are fiduciary firm that means you come first 866-203-7486 is the number in case you didn't catch it before the break I'm Chuck Caton, and we've got Luke Van Abel and Andy Schooler in studio. And Luke, you're going to take the first question, aren't you? I am. All right, let's go to Virginia and Green Bay, who says, My husband's retired and is receiving benefits uh, from a union pension, and he just turned 70 years of age, and he'll be drawing Social Security now. So we waited till 70, and I'll be 70 next year, and we'll continue to work as a professional health care person. So I want to know, uh, will Social Security limit our benefits if I continue working, 
Or do I need to get a spousal benefit situation going? Or should my husband draw from my Social Security itself? Hi, Virginia. Thanks for writing in. Um, So there's no limitation per se on Social Security. You've maximized your Social Security payments, each of you, by waiting until age 70. Um, But there is no benefit to waiting any longer than to draw your Social Security. Now, on the note of, you know, do you need to get spousal benefits? Well, they've started to phase out um, the ability to draw off of uh, a spouse's record, like kind of pause pulling from yours, draw off a spouse. Um, it's called deemed filing now. So for most people born after 1954, they will have to, um, by applying for either a spousal benefit um, or their own benefit, they are deemed to file for one or the other. We can't restrict it. We can't file and suspend. We can't do any of those things. There was a, a bipartisan bill that went through in 2015 that eliminated that. Um, And generally speaking, if you were going to pull a spousal benefit, the maximum spousal benefit that you can get um, uh, starts once your full retirement age, being that you guys are now 70 years old, you've delayed this much longer, um, filing for a spousal benefit now, assuming that you've both had Um, regular work histories over a long period of time, the spousal benefit may not pay out. But for those of you that are in maybe a unique situation, maybe you stayed home for uh, the vast majority of your working career and maybe just started working at the end, you may be eligible for a spousal benefit. For those that aren't aware, that is drawing off of uh, uh, the primary worker's benefit where you can receive up to half of their benefit um, as your benefit if it is higher than your benefit. Of course, if your benefit would be higher, then of course they would pay you that out. If you have more questions on Social Security, we can be a resource for that um, as there are some other nuances that go into this. All right, it's 866-203-7486 if you got any questions about that. Diane is in Nina for Andy here and uh, she wants to know, what are the reasons that would make good idea for me to have a trust? Because my friend says it's one way to minimize taxes, but I'm just confused, and it seems like a big decision. So I'd appreciate your thoughts. Hi, Dan. Thanks for the question. Um, I'm a little bit curious to understand how your friend is thinking to minimize taxation. Um, a trust, depending on what type of trust you have, and remember, we're not um, – we're not lawyers in the estate planning world. We have connections and contacts for that. We'd be happy to refer you out to talk to somebody. Um, kind of no different than hiring a financial advisor. Really, I would go talk to a couple of different attorneys and make sure you're comfortable with them. But in regards to what you're trying to accomplish, which I'm not sure what it is, the um, the base premise of like a revocable trust is that you are going to own nothing. The trust will own everything, but you have complete control of all of your stuff. So you get to control what happens to it if you cannot communicate or talk, like you get into a car accident, you can't communicate because you're in a coma, then part of having a trust, you're going to have durable powers of attorney for medical and financial. These are really important documents from a trust um, because they allow somebody to take care of your business if you cannot. So not even if you've passed away, that certainly would be part of it. But if you are still alive but cannot communicate for yourself, this would be where these documents come into play. So making sure that you have um, people that are 
aware of what your wishes are regarding your health, your well-being, and your financial assets. But the trust can take care of some of those things if you cannot speak for yourself. Now, there are also things called irrevocable trusts. And so this would be something to talk to an attorney about specifically because they're very unique. Again, the trust owns everything, but you do not have power and control over your things. Um, Your beneficiaries do. So there's very specific reasons to use those. Um, They're less common than revocable trusts. And so it would be very beneficial to speak to an attorney about your needs and what you're trying to accomplish as to which trust could be most beneficial. Luke, do you want to add to that? Yeah, generally, Diane, um, uh, some other big benefits to the trust would be avoiding probate. Sure. Yep. That's a big one because with a will, you're still going to go through an abbreviated probate process. You're also going to maintain privacy. So nobody's going to know who's in the trust. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. So you can kind of protect your loved ones, your beneficiaries from themselves. A lot of times they'll have provisions inside of them uh, that if you contest the trust, you argue yep. with the trust, then you can be removed from the trust. So that keeps people honest, uh. working together a little bit better than <laughs> yeah. it may otherwise. A little better. Um, and it ultimately, it's going to reduce your expenses. Now, you might be thinking, well, isn't there an expense to the trust? Absolutely. But that might be a lot lower than the three to five percent of your estate if you wait and go and pass intestate, they call it, without a will, without a trust, without an estate planning, um, estate plan of some kind. All right, let's go to Danny and DePere here, 67 and retired. I keep hearing commercials about converting my IRA to a uh, gold IRA. That's pretty much in vogue today, every other commercial here on radio. Um, with uh, all the uh, volatility, do you think that's a good idea? And is this something that you would recommend? Danny, uh, that is a common question that we get uh, very often. Um, and my first question to you, just like this title of Sam's book, is what is the purpose? What is the purpose of taking a large chunk of money, maybe all of your money, <clears throat> and putting it into one asset class? Um Especially that, one so volatile. Yeah, one so volatile and one uh, that historically has been not a very good investment. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean during times that it can't be a good investment. It just means that when when might that be? What is the purpose? Are you trying to you know, have a hedge against inflation? Is it just reducing the volatility? Um, and you know, another question sort of back to you would be, would you put 100% of your money into any one thing? You know, be it telecommunications, healthcare. Um, so I, I caution people when they have that question because oftentimes it's, well, I want to take this whole account or the, my whole investable assets and move it into one asset class. Generally, I don't think that's good advice. Could commodities, gold, silver, things like that, that have are a store of value be a good investment during higher inflationary times? Yes, but I would caution you to taking all of your money and putting it into one asset class, it being commodities or any other thing. Well, and to to go into that a little bit more, you had a client specifically that oh, it yeah. took you months to unravel them out of the gold investment that they had been sold. Yeah. And I mean, they could not access their money for months. And yeah. the different layers, I don't remember how many layers there were, but you guys were making calls yeah, there was, that was a so husband and wife both had gold IRAs um, and it was a nightmare basically to get the money out of there when when they wanted to. So it depends um, on how you own it. Yeah, it depends yeah. on how you own it. Absolutely. 
All right, Deborah's in Appleton, and uh, this could be our last question. We'll see. Uh, can you explain the living benefit on life insurance? I've never thought of life insurance as anything but a death benefit, so I'm curious on how that works. Hi, Deborah. Yes, so if you... Um are inquiring about life insurance, there are many, many ways to build life insurance. And so there is things like term insurance, which is sort of just renting a policy. This is a fantastic tool for someone who's really young um, or a young family who needs to have a death benefit just in case anybody gets into a car accident, passes away. Then there is whole life insurance, um, which is basically cash value is another name for it, cash value life insurance. There's generally a fixed interest rate that's attached to this. And you're going to pay a premium for a death benefit. You know, you could pull some of the cash value out at some point in time as it's your money. Um, then there's things called universal index universal life insurance. These can be really interesting tools. We use them quite commonly within our practice. Um, we ourselves own tools like this personally because we believe in the value of not only can we create something later on for tax-free income, we can also design it to help cover the costs associated with long-term care. It, it, there's so many more caveats to it than just a death benefit. And so it really comes down to working with somebody who knows and understands how life insurance works, what you're trying to solve for. And that, again, goes back to Sam's book, Purpose Determines Placement. What are we trying to solve for? And that's going to determine what tools we use. So life insurance can be a really, really powerful tool if it is built correctly, if it is done um, the right way, and if you are able to use that tool, it can really be helpful. And in some cases you can, you know, a Sam has a, a policy I'll briefly talk about. Um, it's a traditional life insurance policy. His death benefits a little over a half million dollars. It could be used for the costs associated with long-term care where we would get 2% per month of that policy um, if he was not able to do two of his activities of daily living. So God forbid he gets into a car accident, he has to go into some sort of nursing facility, we can actually turn that death benefit on to be used in place to help cover the costs associated with long-term care. So there's some wonderful tools out there. You just have to work with somebody who knows and understands the complexity and how to build those policies and really has a lengthy conversation with you about what you are trying to solve for. And that's what Dual's Financial Strategies can do, and it's 866-203-7486. Uh, we've had an all-encompassing uh, show, and uh, that's what they can do. Uh, they have many, many uh, tools at their uh, disposal and uh, the expertise to uh, get you to and through retirement with a retirement lifestyle review and uh, discussing all of those little ins and outs, whether it's a trust or a life insurance and uh, what to do about your retirement. Once again, 866-203-7486. It's been a great show. Uh, your final thoughts. Thanks for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. We know many of you have additional questions and we'll also be back same time, same place next week for more on your retirement. Have a great weekend, everyone. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.